For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Live and festive in the public's holiday headquarters studio at WSB. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and uh, (laughs) AM 750 WSB. I am on 3 to 6 on Saturdays. Today I'm on 4 to 6. And I have, uh, I'm filling in for Mark Aram on Thursday night, 7 to 9. And I'll be back next Saturday at my regular time slot, 3 to 6. I'm here with my trusty sidekick, Binkley. And we both found this article in the New York Times absolutely shocking. Shocking. And, uh, And for the same reasons, and it's the most undercovered story of the week by far in my opinion uh the name of the article the title the headline of the article secret experiment in alabama senate race imitated russian tactics <laughs> yeah and uh and it didn't it actually did not so uh but here i'll just give you one sentence and then i actually want to read as much of the article as i can because like every word is uh, is a shocking outrageous revelation or propaganda to cover up the revelation it's being forced just to be i almost feel like they all got together and decided that the new york times was going to be the one to write the cover-up you know because the, the wall street journal and those guys i didn't find any anything except for people citing the new york times article it's but here, unbelievable it's unbelievable so what so what it was is this week the senate intelligence committee released two reports on Russian interference in the 2016 election. One of the reports, a 100-page report, uh, was produced by New Knowledge, a small cybersecurity firm that this New York Times article says uh, that wrote a scathing account of Russia's social media operations in the 2016 election. The chief executive of New Knowledge, Jonathan Morgan, also in 2017 ran a project or participated in a project in the Alabama senatorial special election uh, with between Moore and Jones, Roy Moore and Doug Jones, where they allegedly, according to this New York Times headline, imitated Russian tactics, but they did several things, one of which they flooded Roy Moore's Twitter account with fake Russian bots so they had all these Twitter accounts that they set up to look like Russian Twitter accounts. Then they got, I believe, New York Times to cover, uh, to put out, push out a lot of media. They, it got national media attention that Roy Moore's campaign was supported by Russia. But it wasn't. It was these guys. And their defense 
and another thing they did was they set up fake conservative Facebook accounts, which they can't remember the names of. Hold on. What do you need? Babe? You want me to read a quote from it? From what? From that article? I'm reading the entire article. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, we're reading sorry. the whole article. I'm just summarizing because if you just read the article, you're not going to understand what it's saying. Yeah. So the so what it, the other thing he did was set up a conservative Facebook account and use that to promote write-ins for other Republicans, but also uh, there and other places spread the rumors about Roy Moore's predilection for younger for girls, for young girls. So, but here's the thing. So what they say is, this was just research. We felt it was important to do the research in a real campaign and see how it, what impact it had. But I call complete BS on that because, first of all, if you didn't want it to have an impact, why didn't you run a similar operation on the other guy, <laughs> Yeah. right? And why did you actually use the issues that had an impact, like him liking young girls or being supported by Russia. Why not say he had a toe fungus or engaged in bribery or Doug Jones uh, has two families? You know, why, why not? And then you could actually distinguish between what you did and the real stories to see what impact it had. Piling on, you know, it's just not believable. And the real thing, it's a little subtle to get your mind around. They say that it's got Russian... They used Russian techniques. They they mimicked the Russian uh, approach to the 2016 election. But are they suggesting that the Russian approach in 2016 was to create a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of bot accounts in order to discredit Republicans to to expose Republicans because that's what that's what the Russian the biggest impact of the Russian scandal has been its impugning Trump's campaign. So I think this, and this is the guy who wrote the report on Russian interference in the Senate for the Senate Intelligence Committee. If this doesn't call into question the entire Russian scenario, I don't know what does. Okay, while I breathe, you can talk, Binkley. <laughs> well, in the report from the Senate Intelligence Committee, it warns of the ongoing Russian propaganda when in the New York Times, it describes the fake Russian propaganda that the guy who wrote the Senate intelligence report reported on. So the ongoing propaganda was written by the same guy. I have no idea what you're saying. The guy warned of propaganda coming from the Russians when right. then he posted in a New York Times article about how he created fake propaganda coming from the Russians. So is he warning us against him? Oh, yeah. Yes. Actually, they're they're saying, let this be a warning to you. Let, let, listen to the article. The, the article, the revelations are alternating with propaganda like I've never seen it. So like I normally would just skip all the propaganda, but the propaganda is half of what's so fascinating about this article. Uh, so just from the top, um, as Russia's online election machinations came to light last year, a group of Democratic tech experts decided to try out similarly deceptive tactics in the fiercely contested Alabama Senate race, according to people familiar with the effort and a report on its results. I mean, a fiercely contested race is the last place you want to try something out that, according to them, they did not want to have an effect. It says the secret project carried out on Facebook and Twitter was likely too small to have a significant effect on the race. This is a commentary. This is just in the article. It doesn't say who, what, why was it likely not to have an effect? Social media is so powerful. Trump supposedly won the entire election without 
spending any campaign money based purely on use of free media, right? Yeah. Isn't that the story? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the Democrat candidate, it was designed to help Doug Jones edged out the Republican Roy Moore. I mean, edged him out. Edged How do they out? know it didn't have an effect? Of course. It said it didn't have a significant effect, yet Jones only edged out the Republican. It, it really did. He won by fewer votes than the write-in votes were. I think they're getting ahead of this because people are recognizing that they're using the exact same tactics that they are accusing other other countries of using. Yeah, I mean, and now I'm thinking it's all. It's all made up. So it was a sign. This is This is the thing. But it was a sign, it didn't have much of an effect, but it was a sign that American political operatives of both parties have paid close attention to the Russian methods, which some fear may come to taint elections in the United States. <laughs> really like the election that it tainted that you're reporting on right now? Yeah. You're, you're not one of the people who fear it may? Because it just did. One participant in the Alabama project, Jonathan Morgan, is the chief executive of New Knowledge, a small cybersecurity firm that wrote a scathing account of Russia's social media operations in the 2016 election that was released this week by the Senate Intelligence Committee. Uh, an internal report on the Alabama effort obtained by the New York Times says explicitly that it experimented with many of the tactics now understood to have influenced the 2016 elections. So what that just said was... Jonathan Morgan's company had to release, you know, there was an internal, I don't know, had to. It said there was an internal report. Somebody wrote a report about the project in Alabama. It was probably leaking. Probably somebody figured it out. Uh, and they, they're they saying that Jonathan Morgan, who wrote this Senate Intel Committee report about elections two years ago, one year ago, experimented with many of the tactics now understood to have influenced the 2016 elections. But just innocently experimented with them. By coincidence, as <laughs> yeah. they were studying. And they, okay. Uh, it involved a scheme to link the Moore campaign to thousands of Russian accounts that suddenly began following the Republican candidate on Twitter, a development that drew national media attention. Obviously, they drew, they drew the attention. Oh, this is what he says. He says, this is, uh, the report says, we orchestrated an elaborate false flag operation that planted the idea that the Moore campaign was amplified on social media by a Russian botnet. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I know. And they admit it got national media attention. Of course it did. Possibly ruining this guy's life with some of these accusations. And they're saying it didn't have an effect at all. Right. Between Russia and the underage thing and the right-in candidates splitting the ticket for the Republicans, the three things that lost the election for Moore, which... Garland from Voter GA, who does not come out partisan-wise on, like, calling uh, fraud or whatever. Like, when he questions an election, he he thinks Ossoff beat Handel first and second time. He thinks Moore beat Doug Jones. I mean, Sessions won, as a Democrat, that seat with 90% of the vote. Yeah. I mean— did they double the electorate? You know what I mean? Like, how did he lose, right? And so the little differences, and sometimes I think you don't even have to lose the vote or win the vote if you can plausibly argue the outcome, which yeah. would have been very hard to do. To lose session seat to a Democrat, very hard to comprehend. 
So yeah. this this was probably just a way to set up a legacy of why he lost. One of the reasons they say that that he won, that Roy Moore lost, is that they targeted African-American communities and got more of them to come out and vote. That is what that whole document from the Senate Intel talks about, is that the propaganda has is the majority of it has been targeting African-American communities. But I, I didn't do the numbers for Alabama, but my guess is that the Alabama numbers, that just can't be right. I mean... That can't be enough of an explanation. Yeah. They had to have flipped a lot of Republicans, a lot of Sessions voters. Yeah. I think it's crazy that this guy is basically saying that, oh, we just innocently accused him of being a pedophile repeatedly over and over again in the national media. Say that again. I think it's just crazy that this guy is basically saying, yeah, we just innocently tested this thing out where we accused someone of being yeah. a pedophile. Well, this is what the next thing says. As Mr. Morgan said, he could not account for claims in the report, in the report by his own organization. He could not account for the claims in the report that the project sought to enrage and energize Democrats and depress turnout among Republicans, partly by emphasizing accusations that Mr. Moore had pursued teenage girls when he was a prosecutor in his 30s. He said the research project was intended to help us understand how these kinds of campaigns operated. We thought it was useful to work in the context of a real election, but designed it to have almost no impact. It's just not believable. Hold your shock. Your, 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 <laughs> your jaw is hanging open. Hold on. Let's finish it after the break. Uh, 800 WSB Talk. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Wow, that was intense. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. What we're talking about, what happened in the Roy Moore election, that Jonathan Morgan, who just whose whose company just wrote one of the two Senate Intelligence Committee reports on Russian interference in the 2016 election, that guy set up fake Russian bot accounts to discredit Roy Moore in the election, spread rumors that he liked teenage girls when he was in his 30s, and and claims that he did not intend it to influence the election. And I would just like to ask, first of all, this article is in the New York Times. It's not even covered in the Wall Street Journal. Certainly, I just searched on the Wall Street Journal's page for any of this stuff. I see none of it. And uh, I would like to know if they really didn't want it to affect the election, why did they pick all the issues that actually cost Roy Moore the election? And why did they only do it to Roy Moore instead of, for safety's sake, having an offsetting campaign against Doug Jones like he has another family somewhere? You know, or right. he did drugs. Or, or, or that he, he's a pedophile. Or you know? he, it was really him with Blasey Ford. It's Just unbelievable. Say Just say that. Even if it's not true. That's what they're saying. They, they, they said stuff they knew was not true because, eh, what difference does it make? I mean, that's libel, right? Or slander or whatever. The only thing that was talked about when it came to that election was the fact that Roy Moore likes young girls. That's all the, the media Russian talked about. The Russian bot stuff, I remember. And, and I remember the Russian, the Russian bot stuff. stuff. Yeah. That, that was the entire narrative. And here's this guy saying that they, you, they created that narrative as part of a propaganda campaign that they blamed on the Russians. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's mind-blowing. And this is the guy who's writing the, writing the book on Russian interference without mentioning that part in it. He wrote the Senate Intel Report. How are we supposed to read that thing with any kind of credibility? When he leaves out the only proven Russian bot he knows, which is himself. Yeah. yeah. You know? Uh, 
Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, oh, the project had a budget of just $100,000 uh, in a campaign that cost $50 million, which in itself is kind of crazy that that campaign was $50 million. That's how important that campaign was. Uh, and then in every, like every page of this article, one of the sentences, one of the paragraphs starts with, however modest the influence effort in Alabama may be a sign of things to come, not a sign of things to come, things that are here. It says campaign veterans in both parties fear the Russian example may set off a race to the bottom. It's not the Russian example. It's the sample, the example set by Jonathan Morgan in the Alabama race, which was almost too close to call. Yeah. I mean, we've been training agents in the CIA to do this since the 1940s. So this isn't the Russian tactic. Oh, yes. We talked about that last week, did we not? Yeah. In your Intel archive. See how timely that was? That's right. <laughs> it was very timely, actually. So so then they have a Republican adding to the cover-up here, saying, some will do whatever it takes to win, said Dan Bans, a Kentucky-based Republican consultant. You've got Russia, which showed folks how to do it. Meh. Not so much, Maybe right? he's talking about the Russian Revolution in 1917. <laughs> Maybe. You've got consultants willing to engage in this type of behavior and political leaders who apparently find it futile to stop it. Okay, <laughs> so the Russians thought it up. The consultants are uh, willing to do it, and politicians who would try their very best to stop it just, just throw their hands up because they just, I mean... Gosh darn it, how is a mere politician supposed to fight campaign fraud? <sighs> anyway. <laughs> um, he, uh, Joe Trippi, a seasoned Democratic operative, said it was impossible that a $100,000 operation had an impact on the race. Impossible. Yeah, impossible. This is a New York Times article. Every other sentence, every other paragraph tells you, don't worry. Uh-huh. It's not reasonable to say it was impossible for that Trump won spending nothing. That's the official story. Yet the tiny amount that the Russians allegedly spent on the $6.5 billion national campaign, that definitely affected the election. This is impossible here, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. This is actually bigger proportionally than the entire operation the Russians are accused of. Okay, right back. 800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Live and festive in the public's Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. Monica Perez. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. So I hope we have enough time to get to all of this article, but I just want to reiterate. Uh, we're reading about a the company New Knowledge, the chief executive of that company, Jonathan Morgan, Uh, New Knowledge just wrote one of the two reports released by the Senate Intelligence Committee this week about Russian interference in the 2016 election. Uh, A different report came out simultaneously saying that Jonathan Morgan ran a fake Russian bot campaign against Roy Moore in the Alabama election to make Roy Moore look like he was supported by Russia when he wasn't. And he's being accused, Jonathan Morgan, of copying Russian tactics. But I'll tell you, Russian tactics are not to pretend to be Russian to discredit the people they like. That's what Binkley and I both pegged as black propaganda. He, Jonathan Morgan himself, called it a false flag. You put, you say that you're the other guy and then you do something stupid. Uh, so 
so this guy, Joe Trippi, a Democratic operative, said it was impo- as quoted in this New York Times article about this story. It's not even in The Wall Street Journal saying it was impossible that $100,000 operation had an impact on the race. But I would say that's not true because they got tons and tons of free press on the on the rumors they were spreading about Roy Moore and young women, uh, all of that. And he said, uh, he said, this guy Trippy said, I think the big danger is somebody in this cycle uses the dark arts of bots and social networks and it works. Then we're in real trouble. <laughs> what, but- like him? This did work. Yeah. It did work. It worked. Everything they did were the exact things that that made it plausible that Roy Moore lost. I'm not even sure Roy Moore lost, but okay. Despite its small size, this every other paragraph, like I said, starts with really nailing that point home, aren't they? <laughs> right. Uh, the Alabama Project brought together some prominent names in the world of political technology. They just dabble in teeny, meaningless things. Why, if this was the research? for how bots work, which is what Jonathan Morgan is claiming, would it be funded by Reid Hoffman, the billionaire co-founder of LinkedIn, who has sought to help Democrats catch up with Republicans in their use of online technology? (laughs) Because Obama could have learned a thing or two from McCain. (laughs) All right, so then the money passed through American Engagement Technologies, uh run by Mikey Dickerson, the founding director of the United States Digital Service. So that's a front organization is what they're describing. American Engagement Technologies is a front organization, but United States Digital Service was created during the Obama administration to try to upgrade the federal government's use of technology. So this is an Obama operative. Sarah Hudson, a former Justice Department fellow now with Investing in Us, a tech finance company partly funded by Mr. Hoffman, another front, probably, worked on the project along with Mr. Morgan. Of a new knowledge. A close collaborator of Hoffman, Dimitri Melhorn. Dimitri. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds Russian. <laughs> the founder, I'm just kidding. The founder of Investing in Us said in a statement, so a close collaborator of Mr. Hoffman, Dimitri Melhorn, is the founding is the founder of Investing in Us. So it's for sure a front organization. Um, in a statement, uh, is in a statement, this is very interesting. It says, in a statement that our purpose in investing in politics and civic engagement is to strengthen American democracy. That's really ridiculous. Uh, the Alabama project got started as Democrats were coming to grips with the Russians' weaponizing of social media to undermine the presidential campaign of Hillary Clinton. Uh, Mr. Morgan reached out at that time when they decided to do this to Renee DeResta, who would later join his company, New Knowledge, and was the lead author of the report to the Senate. (laughs) So the person that he recruited to work on this bot project also happened to write the report that doesn't mention this. Okay. Uh, So, but here's something... Interesting. Uh, Mr. Morgan confirmed that the the project created a generic Facebook page to draw conservative Alabamans. Um, He said he couldn't remember its name. So his argument is that this is all research for his like to see how things affect elections. But he doesn't know what page he created. Like he doesn't have the analytics. (laughs) It's too hard. It's just a harmless little pedophile accusation. He says, uh, Mac Watson, one of the multiple write-in candidates, contacted the page, Mr. Morgan says, but we didn't do anything on his behalf. But the report says that he, that they did do, that they boosted, that they agreed to boost Mr. Watson's campaign. Um, 
they stayed in regular touch with him and they were treated as advisors and go to media contacts for uh, the write-in candidate. The Facebook page's operator, so this is a guy who was a, a write-in candidate drawing votes away from Roy Moore on the Republican side. It says the Facebook page's operators asked Mr. Watson whether he trusted anyone to set up a super PAC that could receive funding. So they asked him to set up a front operation that they were going to fund, right? I think that's what that's saying. Am I reading that right? That's what it sounds like to me. Just like investing in us and all the other front operations they were using to bury the operation that they designed to have no impact at all, but to study the effects of social media. I mean, this is unbelievable. This should be the main story in the national media right now. At least on Fox, right? Yeah. Over Wall Street Journal. Why? Why are they not talking about it? Uh, anyway. Um, uh, it says... Roy Moore was flooded with fake Russian Twitter followers, reported the New York Post. <laughs> right, so that's how it worked. Roy Moore's, twi- the, Roy Moore's Twitter account ballooned, and then s- they immediately like debunked his Twitter account as not really having real followers, but yeah. having Russian bot followers. And that was all orchestrated by these guys, but it was picked up in the New York Post. National media, they didn't pay for that. No. They didn't pay for the 10,000 panel discussions that CNN had about Roy Moore and his uh, how he likes young girls. Moore's campaign manager complained to Facebook about potential chicanery. That's a good word. Yeah, but they did nothing. They didn't launch a Senate investigation into it, believe it or not. But Doug, Doug Jones is outraged. Of course, they would never tell him. I don't think he was in on it. I can't imagine that they would tell him. Uh, but he did win, and he won by, uh, uh, if he won at all, it was by a margin. It was the same number of votes as the write-in votes. Like, there was, so, to the extent there were write-in votes, if they were all generated by this thing, I don't know. May I read to you a quick sentence from the OSS manual? I don't have our sound yeah. effect yet. I, I've Is been looking for Is this our Intel one. archive? The Intel archives. The OSS manual from 1943, okay. mm-hmm. they give the properties of a good rumor in spreading misinformation. This is what they trained OSS agents to do. It says, the number one property of a good rumor is plausibility. A plausible rumor is tied to some known facts, yet incapable of total verification. It may exaggerate, but stops short of the incredible. It frequently appears inside the story. So with Moore, he did uh, ask for the hand in marriage of a... A woman in her late teens asked yeah. the dad, right, when he was in his 30s, mm-hmm. and he did marry somebody younger than yeah. he was, right? So that would provide the kernel of plausibility that the rumor-mongering these people spread, not intending for it to have any effect, of course. <laughs> right. Right? So why didn't they do a rumor that he was a shape-shifting lizard? Yeah, I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah. I mean, then they would know which rumor had, you know what I mean? Yeah. They could not possibly be testing tactics when they were just piling on the thing that was had momentum. But listen to this in a different article. Washington Post has got is burying this little tidbit. It says the involvement of Morgan in questionable tactics has caused concern among fellow social media researchers 
most of whom studiously avoid using the disinformation tactics they study, even on a small, <laughs> even on a small scale. They even the posts always say even on a small scale, right? Morgan was part of a research team that developed the Hamilton 68 dashboard, which you told us about on our podcast, The Propaganda Report, right, Binkley? Yeah, that was supposed to be something that tra- that tracks Russian propaganda. Did they just say that they studiously try not to use the tactics that they study? Yes, they studiously avoid using the disinformation tactics. It's such tactics a joke. It's such a joke. Well, you know what's funny is that I don't even studiously avoid using those tactics, yet... I don't use those tactics. Yeah. Although I, I think I've been accused of using those tactics. Let me finish this paragraph and then I'll tell you when I, how I think I'm being set up by Russian bots. Uh, Morgan was part of a research team that developed the Hamilton 68 dashboard, a project of the German Marshall Fund's Alliance for Securing Democracy that seeks to track trends in Russian disinformation. But what's hilarious is that that's an organization designed to promote transatlantic cooperation. It's foreign, (laughs) you know, it's Americans, I think, funded supposedly, but it is effectively for foreign cooperation. Uh, So, but here, I can't, did I lose it? The email that I got, I tracked it down. It was from January 2018. Uh, I got an email. So if you recall, we were totally purged by WordPress. Everything associated with me was purged by WordPress because I put a picture up a long time ago and immediately got a thing saying, oh, uh, you're accused of violating copyright with that picture. We think... Your your news, that's news. It was a picture in a news outlet. You should keep it up. We've defended people before. We're going to defend you. We'll let you know what happens. So I said, okay, you know, whatever. I just ignored it. And then six months later, or however long it was, uh, I was wiped off of WordPress and everything I was associated with was wiped off of WordPress. So I remembered that in January 2018, I got an email from Twitter, which was similarly dismissive. But now I'm wondering if maybe people like Jonathan Morgan are conducting a little trap for me. So it's a Dear Monica Perez as part of our recent work to understand Russian linked activities on Twitter during the 2016 U.S. presidential election. We identified and suspended a number of accounts that were potentially connected to a propaganda effort by a Russian government linked organization known as the Internet Research Agency. And I will tell you that the 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 document that was produced by um Jonathan Morgan is called uh, the tropes of or whatever of the Internet Research Agency. It talks specifically about the Internet Research Agency. That was what his 100 page report was about, just the Internet Research Agency. Consistent with our commitment to transparency, we are emailing you because we have reason to believe that you either followed one of these accounts or retweeted or liked content from these accounts during the election period. Retweeting things. I retweet things that simply for the purpose of saying, can you believe this propaganda? I retweet stuff all the time solely for the purpose of pointing out how ridiculous it is. So if I retweeted something, I'm implicated in this. Yeah. Do, do you ever see people write? It's retweet. not an endorsement necessarily. Yes, of course. Yeah. That's their thing. It's purely for your own information purposes. This is the trap. This is where the WordPress did the same thing. This is purely for your information. It's not related to a security concern for your account. We're sharing this information so you can learn more about these accounts and the nature of of the Russian propaganda effort. You can see examples of content from these suspended accounts on our blog if you're interested. Et cetera, et cetera, yours truly. 
Tweetmaster. Do you think that the person who conducted this experiment got one of those emails from Twitter? Or 10,000 of these emails from Twitter? Yeah. Since oh, they're right. all yeah. bots. <laughs> yeah. No, but I feel like this, I think Jonathan Morgan and his operatives may have tweeted at me. And if I just replied to it, liked it, I, I, I like basically every tweet that I read because I'm like, hey, I saw that. Thank you for tweeting me. I like it. It's interesting. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, whatever. So uh, I'll give you, you pick out what you think is the grand finale. We, we did get through that article, but let's take a break. And then uh, we'll, what you think is the most, Finkley, the most significant thing out of this story. 404-872-0750. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. It's a madhouse! A madhouse! On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Wrapping it up, we are filling in for Mark Aram. Thank you very much. Uh, Thursday, December 27th from 7 to 9. And we are going to be back at our regular time, 3 to 6, next Saturday, December 29th. And uh, so, Binkley, what's your what what's your big takeaway from this? From, There's okay, so First of all, many. what we're talking about is... That Roy Moore in the election, in case you're just tuning in, if you want to hear this whole podcast from the beginning, it'll be up on Propaganda Report at Libsyn or whatever. Go to just Google I'll tweet Propaganda it out Report. after the yeah, show. At Freedom Act Radio, I'll tweet it out. So you can listen to the podcast without commercials. Um, so Roy Moore's campaign, which he lost against Doug Jones, uh, Democrat operatives posed as Russian bots to discredit him, and they also spread rumors about him as being a pedophile and a bunch of stuff that actually got him to lose the election. And then it's being completely pushed down, whitewashed and act like it made, had no impact. And I just find that impossible to believe. So, okay. What's your takeaway Binkley? Well, here we have the writer of a Senate Intel report on Russian interference, admitting that he and his group created rumors through front organizations that Roy Moore is a pedophile which was one of the main narratives in the national media at the time. And a lot of people believe that, without a doubt, believe that today. Yes, and this falls under the classification of defamation, which I was talking about last week when Hillary having fangs dripping with blood violates defamation. They have a cause of action because the definition is you say something untrue that damages your reputation, costs you. Right. And Roy Moore might be a creepy guy, but the fact he is... He might that- be, but... Yeah, the pedophile accusations are a rumor, and this guy is admitting to spreading them. How can we trust anything in this Senate Intel report after reading this article? Yeah, I agree. Like, that's it should be totally discredited, that report. And uh, and we should really call into question what what is the nature of our evidence of Russian bots, the origin of the so-called Russian bots? I agree that we should be questioning that. I mean, you could see a list of like IP addresses and could you or I tell you, A, I personally can't read an IP address. Maybe I don't even know if I've ever like read every character to the end. I might at the end say a person's name, address and phone number. I really don't know. I never look at them. But aren't they on the final analysis just squiggles on a page that somebody could create? Like, what is the evidence they're talking about? Yeah. And and when you see that this operation was pushed down through numerous front operations organizations and that they they tried to create front organizations for opposing republicans this new york times article is the best evidence of election interference that we have to date 
They because they expose yes, themselves election interference. They expose election interference, and these guys use the New York Times, the New York Post to spread to magnify amplify what they did. So they're like, we only spent $100,000. But don't forget, uh, the most, I believe that Obama's most effective like uh, campaigning was the low-budget social media stuff. And Trump, of course, spent nothing. And all, all of his uh, media attention was just amplified free media in the news, which he writes about in his book as the best, free press is the best press. And it looks like it looks like news. Yeah, that's the thing. To get the New York Times to write an article yes. about the Russian bots uh, being Moors. Everybody repeating it lends it credibility. Ah, <sighs> wow! All right, so tweet it out at Freedom Act Radio. Until next time, this is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day. You're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.